Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and it totally relates to what we're going to talk about. A couple years ago, I was on someone else's podcast and we were talking about femininity as I often do and how to be approachable with men. And I remember I was talking about, I don't know, body language and, you know, what you wear really makes a difference in the way that you present to men. And I seem to also remember I gave tips around putting on a red dress, putting on some heels and smiling as ways of starting to practice to flirt when you're out and about. Well, after it aired, I received all this like great fan mail and, you know, felt really good about it. And it was just an interesting podcast, but there was this one hate mail that I received that is still imprinted on my mind because actually um, it ends up being a good story. But I, and I wish I had it because I would totally read it to you right now, but it read something to the effect of how dare I degrade women by suggesting that they dumb down for a man and wear heels. And she went on to explain that you know, not only was she not a girly girl, but that she was a professional, that she was highly intelligent, that, you know, she wore pants and she looked just as good in pants as she did in a dress. And in the end, she said, you know, if a man didn't like her for the way she was, then F him. <laughs> and, you know, what really was so apparent to me after reading this is that she was doing the very thing in her letter to me to what she was probably doing with men. So instead of reacting negatively to the letter, I actually wanted to help her because I knew, I knew this was a little bit of a protection thing that she had going on. So I challenged her to hop on a call with me <laughs> and to see what the armor was about. And my goal was to take off the boxing gloves and just talk with her in the rink. So surprised that I would even reach out to her. She actually accepted the challenge and we hopped on the phone and, you know, it started out a little rocky and, you know, when I get on calls with people, I'm not this cookie cutter approach coach. You know, I like to understand where people come from. And as you hear on my podcast, people's journeys, because that often shapes us. And by the end of the call, this woman was crying and she realized, you know, after talking together, that the armor she wore in her body language, in the way she communicated down to her clothes, was a way to protect her from getting hurt. So you, she grew up in a really tough home, and I won't go into all the specifics, but she had a string of bad relationships, and, and actually, men mostly just wanted her for sex. So her love shield was on so thick that no man could really make a dent in it. So, you know, for her, if you think about it, it was a way that men wouldn't hurt her and she wouldn't have to experience it. So yes, she did hire me that day. <laughs> and I did a one-two punch package where I combined my wing gal infield session. And then I had a succession of phone coaching to really like help her become different. 
So when she was here at LA, I'm happy to say that I helped her put on some dresses. I taught her how to flirt. And it was almost like my fair lady moment and really helping her be softer with the way she was communicating with everything she did, she said, the way she moved. And then it happened. So we go to this party and she was practicing all these things that I was teaching her. And I see out of the corner of my eye, of course, she didn't see it at the time. This guy was really staring at her. And instead of being kind of more that aggressive energy that she was used to or the, having that shield up, she was leaning back and she was just kind of taking in the energy of the room. And lo and behold, the guy comes up to her and asks her out after they chatted. I mean, she was so shocked. She couldn't believe it. And she said to me afterwards, Kim, that never happens. You planted that guy, right? Just so that I could like, you know, feel that. I said, no, I didn't plant that guy. <laughs> that was real. All I can say is get used to it. And she did. Because fast forward after a year, she landed herself a boyfriend, of course. And actually it was a guy who <laughs> treated her right for the first time in her life. And she actually owned it. So with me on the call today is a very special lady who I had the pleasure of doing some coaching calls with, and she is in my private Facebook group, the Love Makeover Insiders, and she wants a little help removing her armor, albeit it's a little bit different. I'll have her explain it and help her put on her dress <laughs> to allow her softer side to lead. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm doing well. Good, good, good. Well, I thank you for coming on and, um, you know, I hope I can help you take this armor off. But first, you know, tell everybody just who you are and where, you, you know, where you live and also just what you've been kind of working on in your dating life. Well, I uh, work as a nutrition specialist for a major food company and I also am into fitness, so I teach Zumba classes, yoga classes, and I really enjoy being a, a group exercise leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, I live in the state of Texas, kind of like central Texas, so right in the middle of the state. And uh, so I've been doing nutrition and fitness for many, many years, so it's been a real passion of mine. It's kind of like, uh, you know, people know me for that when they see me. That's the first topic of conversation that comes out of their mouth. So yeah. my challenge is in the dating world is once somebody finds out what I do, <laughs> it's like that's all we talk about. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. I know this the syndrome very well, right? Well, and anybody who are in like helping professions, I think can relate, you know, even I grappled with that as a dating coach and a therapist when I was trying to meet men. I mean, it, there's, di there's differences in the way people treat you when you're in, you know, that kind of field. So got it. Well, what has been like challenging for you when it comes to dating? I know you and I've been working on a couple of things. Well, it's that whole idea of, because I am always talking about what I do Mm -hmm. You know, it's like my masculine hat, even though I don't feel like it's a masculine type of career, but, you know, I'm always instructing, I'm always teaching, I'm always leading, and and sometimes it's like I feel uh, that I could be intimidating to people, and so I 
I'm trying to figure out how do I balance that and how do how do people if people would approach me with more of a hey you find out what I'm really made out of you know more lighthearted and let's talk about fun things and not work all the time and so challenging I am in my 60s and uh, I find it very challenging to meet guys that are, have the same energy as I have and uh, being able to even get to the point where having a conversation where they're really getting to know me or, or vice versa because oh. I'm not on their level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally get what you're saying. Okay. So how do you know, I guess, like what evidence do you have that this is problematic for you? Like you're saying that you think you lead with a little bit of, you know, the masculine energy and just being kind of that leader and that kind of, what, what has shown up like with men? Have they given you feedback or is just something you notice in yourself? Um, I, I just can't get them off that conversation. And then mm. we walk away with being friends because it's not really, you know, there was real, really no connection there. There was just me being the coach. <laughs> so oh. to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, okay. Yeah. You meaning like once they find out you're this coach, it kind of goes down a rabbit hole with that. And so then you start talking about exactly. work. And then you end up being their coach in the end, almost. Yeah, and and it makes me feel like you know I'm, I don't feel like I'm I'm exuding any any feminine energy. I don't feel any you know like the sexiness of it goes away or the the idea of you know flirting. It's like I'm teaching and and how do I get back? I mean, uh, okay, okay, this is good. Um, let me ask you a question. So. Before you were a coach and into this industry, were things different with men? Were you able to be that kind of fun, flirty, feminine girl? At times, yes. There, I've always been really shy, but my past is that when I saw a guy I was interested in, I had no problem letting him know that I was. And oh. so, you know, it's it, I had a handkerchief moment with them and, <laughs> and usually I did end up dating the guy, but that was way years ago, but I was still pretty shy about it. It was like, I, I was challenging myself to do it. I was shy. Uh-huh. Interesting. So even before you were a coach, there still was somewhat of kind of a problem being more proactive in the way that you led with your femininity. Like you still kind of, you know, maybe, right. Like you weren't the coach back then, but, but then back then you were just shy. Yes. And, um, as far as, you know, looking someone in the eye, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was a weird feeling to flirt. I didn't want to give them the wrong idea that, you know, that I want to just flirt with them. And, you know, it was, it, it was too, I wasn't able to really get their attention. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let me ask you, what about flirting is uncomfortable for you? Um, 
I think it's because I have in my mind, because of the way I look, that I'm coming on to uh, to sexual or, you know, giving them the wrong idea. And so I mm. kind of like to not be that person. And so I think I back off and try to keep it very generic. I see. Is there like... Was there something that happened around that with your sexuality where you led with it and something happened? Or is this just something that you're kind of, you know, just had in your head kind of thing? Or maybe messages so, you got growing up. I, I, I don't know if you are aware of where it's coming from. Well, men do use words like, oh, you're so hot. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of bothers me that that is what, kind of words would come out of their mouth instead of wanting to go look beyond that. It's, oh, you're so hot, you're so sexy. And I want a a really quality conversation. And so because I have that so much, I feel that I have toned that down to the point where I've lost my femininity now. Oh, I got it. Okay. So it's like you got attention for the way you looked in your femininity, but it wasn't like the right attention. Like you wanted guys to more than just, yeah, like a good body, so to speak, or, you know, right. Right. So when, when did it switch or, or turn off? Do you know? Yes, I do know. And it has a lot to do with my faith and dating a guy of faith. And we just one day said, okay, let's just wait. Mm-hmm. And it was like a button just, I turned off a button in my head and, and yeah, it just, I just turned it off intentionally. And since it's like, I backed off of that so completely that I've forgotten how to get back there. When was that? Uh, about three years ago. So up until three years ago, even though you were shy, you were still able to be comfortable in your femininity and flirt? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I knew that I was sexy and all this stuff and it was Mm -hmm. fun to go out on dates and see reactions. But at the same time, I was trying to go Look, get them to go past that and find it out who I was. Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like, Linda, that there's this kind of, I mean, actually a dichotomy thing going on. It's like on one hand, it, or also like I call it the pendulum, and I often talk about this, like on one hand, you know, when when you were really that shy girl, like early, early on, um, you were still able to get guys' attention, but it was more because of how you looked and the sexuality piece, and it wasn't enough for you, like that you wanted guys to like all of you, not just that part. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of, this thing happened three years ago with this guy. And then you kind of swung the other way and you could shut that down in an effort for guys to kind of notice your intelligence and all, and, uh, you know, kind of the other part of you that you think you can offer a guy, you fall into your identity as the coach. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that's a great perspective. Yeah. And it's, so it's almost like, I'm wondering, is there more to Linda than just the sex and the health coach? Like what, what, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm being a little tongue in cheek about it, but you know what I'm getting uh-huh. at is that, yeah. you know, and I know you, Linda, and I know you, there's so much more to you than those two components. That's, you know, those, that's just, the, that's just the beginning, you know, that you, what you have to offer. <laughs> But I'm wondering if you know that about you. I know that I have been reflecting on a lot lately, and especially after listening to a lot of what you're, you know, you have on the Facebook plus your uh, podcast. And, you know, I started asking myself, where, where is my playfulness? Where have I lost that? I feel like I've lost being playful. I know I like being playful and I have those moments, but I want more of them. Yeah. But I think it starts with knowing all that you offer a man, you know, like knowing your self-worth, knowing that you are so much more than just the coach or just the sex object, right? Like, and, and, and that you don't, and, and by the way, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. That you can, you can be all of it. You can be the sex kitten and the sex object. You can be the health coach. In fact, that's kind of hot for guys to have both. Um, you can also be the introspective, deep, woman that I know you are and the caring individual and all like your personality traits that you offer. But I, I think, and I'm just guessing, and you can tell me more about this. I'm not sure that you're allowing a man to see all of you. It's a possibility. And I guess I want to know what exactly do I show them? Mm-hmm. And I don't want, you know, leading the conversation in the direction so they can see that doesn't happen successfully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, and, and we can do maybe a little role playing so I can even hear <laughs> what's going on that day. But before we get into that, if, if let's say you are on a date and you, kind of start into it like how how does it start and how do you get into you being a coach anyway like how does it go down that rabbit hole well when when I first meet someone I always give them a hug and tell them that it's nice to see them and most of the time I let them know how nice they look you know mm-hmm. and then uh we get a drink or whatever it is that we're we're there depending on where we're at and that right off out of their mouth, they said, so what do you do? And it, it's just the first, it's the comfort thing to find out is what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they go down, they start saying, oh my gosh, what do you think of? And then they start talking about the latest diet or, you know, I, uh, I, you know okay. they just go in this rabbit hole direction. And I'm, I've already lost like, you know, I like talking about this stuff, but it, it just never changed. Getting it back is tough. Right. Yeah. Because once Pandora's box is open, it's, it's hard to close that. Absolutely. Um, so, 
let me ask you a question. If I were to tell you that the next time that you go out on a date, that I don't want you ever, ever, ever talking about what you do for a living, what else would you talk about? What else would you tell men about you? Like if I were to ask you, Linda, like, tell me five things that you like about yourself. What, what would they be? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I definitely like the coaching aspect of myself only because I don't get to fitness. You know, I'm a mentor at my church. So that really means a lot that I help women, you know, but another direction, I love photography. Like recently I was talking to this guy about how I love taking pictures and I started showing him pictures and it was interesting, his reaction of these pictures. And I had such a fun time showing pictures. But, uh-huh. um, but that is something I enjoy doing. It didn't go anywhere beyond that. Um, of course, dancing. Um, mm-hmm. I love to hike and be outdoors. Mm-hmm. There are these mm-hmm. new rooms out. What do they call these new um, uh, uh, journey rooms? Or these oh, escape rooms room? You- escape room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember asking one guy, I, I said, why don't we go on an escape room as a date? And, you know, I did, uh-huh. he didn't agree. He did not agree with that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, knew I was totally <laughs> unaware of. And, uh-huh. uh, um, so I guess that's interesting. What, I, I'm not into sports, so I don't talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's interesting that I, I don't know. Books? I don't know. So what's interesting to me is, is your response in that when I ask you what you love about Linda, you know, like, and, and, and what you enjoy and, and things about you, you're, you're saying things about what you like to do, but not who you are as a person. Okay. Do you hear the difference? So I didn't hear anything about your personality, what, what you offer in a relationship, what makes you tick inside. And so what happens in conversations, especially in the way that we relate to each other is that if we lead with, you know, kind of more factual based things or superficial things, which of course, in some conversations, I mean, you're going to have to do that at some point. But I feel like you're not getting it to the level where you're allowing guys to really feel you and see all that you are rather than just what you do. So I think you've been leading a lot with, you know, what you do. And even though you don't like going down the rabbit hole of the coach, it's kind of how you, that's part of like who you are. Like, I think that's your identity right now. And I, I think what, you know, would be a really good exercise for you, and I know we've done a couple of these things on our calls together, but really taking a hardcore look at, you know, who you are as a person and, you know, instill more emotion into your conversation so that guys feel you. And guess what? When you do that, you'll feel the guys back too. That's why a lot of these dates are probably feeling a little bit, friend zoney and superficial and then you're just kind of shooting the shit so to speak you know back and forth about the coaching does that make sense yes and it does you know i think of uh it's probably different with women than it is with men 
because with women, I always am talking about, you know, being thoughtful, being kind, and, and, and I mean, those are two things that are really value about my character and integrity. Being, I've had a woman tell me, gosh, you're so thoughtful, you know, and it was so nice. And I said, well, thank you for seeing that or telling me that because, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I pay, I do, I do take the time to be thoughtful. And so it was nice for somebody to, to appreciate it and let me know they see that. Yes. So what is it about allowing yourself to be like that with a man that makes it difficult for you? What do you, is there some fear around that? I don't know. Maybe I'm just blocked and not seeing it to bring, to mm-hmm. just, I, I feel like I, I've got the radar to do it, but maybe around men, I just don't see it. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Got to really think about. When was your last like deep relationship? Um, Maybe three years ago. It's been a while. Tell me more about it. Was it, did you, were you able to open up to him and really share all that you are? Yes. I felt like we did have that connection. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it was really great because we connected. Yeah, I felt like conversation was just the best. And we talked about, we, we talked about a lot of things. We enjoyed singing together. There was just things that being together just felt so right or so comfortable or mm-hmm. easy. I don't know. It's been mm-hmm. a while to even think about it. It was a very short relationship though. Very, very short. I guess what I'm asking, and even though that was comfortable and easy and you like to do things together, it's still more about like the action of stuff. I'm talking. Well, it really was a conversation. We, our conversation was the best than any other time I've had with any other guy. How, oh, know, really? Just, okay. Yeah, the conversation was very, and I, deep, it was deep. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really deep. I loved it. And you could, like, express your feelings and talk about deeper things and just how you felt about things? I Yeah, I think so, because he would look at me like, wow, you know, Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever really talked to him like that, or, or he was not, he hadn't seen it. Somebody so, or the perception of what I was saying, but I just know that when we would talk, he would be like, interesting. I, and mm-hmm. it just seemed like the conversation was a lot deeper than most. Right. And that was your kind of deepest kind of interaction with a man you would say I think so I Mm. think so I think so totally because most of the time it's like I don't I think that now that you're talking bringing this up I feel like most of my dates have been so like on the surface Mm -hmm. just laughing and they just want to hang out and giggle or or, I love to laugh but you know they just want to do more physical things Right. Right. Okay. Well, and, and after kind of talking through this with you, it also sounds like you're leading with that as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're 
If you're leading with kind of, like you said, you, you're a little more superficial in the conversations and what, and what you're oh, offering, yeah. right. And what you're offering is more kind of just action things and things that you do and your work and that kind of thing you're not getting the the deeper connection of how you know you feel with one another and and really like opening that part up to men so that you feel a deeper connection with them so even though these guys aren't really giving you that either but you're then again you're not putting that out either. And, and some of it I think is a protection a little bit, you know, from like what you were saying before, like you, it's like on one hand, you don't want the guys to just like you for your body or the sex thing. And so I think in efforts of, you know, to avoid that, right. You're going to the other thing, which is the coach, because that's more like Mm -hmm. in your mind, the intellectual piece. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, really the work comes from allowing men to really see you and see all of you, not just for what you do for a living or, you know, your body or anything like that. I mean, again, you don't have to turn either one of those off. So let's talk about where to go from here then, right? So, cause you're probably like, so what do I do now? <laughs> what do, yeah, what do it sounds about? like, um, it sounds like I'm missing all the stuff in the middle. Yeah, it's the middle. It's the sandwich, right? Exactly. Like it's like you have the, the, you have the bread. You have the two ends. Now let's fill it up with the substance, you know? Because right now it just tastes like plain toast, and it's just not working, right? It's there's nothing yeah, exactly. about the sandwich. Um, so number one, and and this is an exercise I want you to do and try. And you listening, I also, this is just something I always teach my people. So I don't want you talking about work one iota on your next couple dates. When you're out and about socially, I mean, I'm not talking about work events because obviously that's going to have to come, it's going to come up naturally because you're at a work event. I'm talking about when you're out with your friends or if you start having conversations out and about on dates. I do not want you talking about work whatsoever. And you're probably going to be like, well, how the heck do I do that? So this is what you're going to do. If the guy asks you what you do for a living, I want you to answer back, what do you think I do? With a wink and a smile. Now, on on your online profile, they're probably going to know. So like, you know, the online dates, they may know that already, which is why I don't even understand why they're asking you what you do for a living. So I'm not sure. Do you have that on your profile that you're a health coach? No, I put nutrition specialist. Oh, nutrition specialist. Okay. Um, so I just want you, first of all, being playful with it, ask them back and get let them guess. Okay. okay. This does... A couple things. And I've done this when I do my wing girl sessions. I do this all the time. And in the end, I never even disclose what I do, which is so funny because to see these guys kind of laugh at the whole thing. First of all, it creates a more like game effect, right? Like now you're playing a guessing game and it puts you in your fun. It puts you in your silly. And now you're playing a guessing game. 
Number two, it's so interesting to see how guys, you know, their guesses. Because here's what I always say. (laughs) If a guy guy is guessing that you're an accountant or a librarian, (laughs) like, you know that you have work to do and you have to call me up. So, (laughs) right, you do not want that guess, anybody listening out there. Um, Because you'll also get a hit on how you're coming across your first impressions, you know, and how you show up and your body language and all that. People make those judgment calls, you know, so it really, it, it makes it more playful and fun. And you don't ever have to even answer that. And then in the end, you could say, wait, okay, now I'm going to guess what you do, you know, and then you guess, go back and forth and laugh a little and then divert the conversation into something else. And if he circles back, I want you to just plain and simply say, you know what, you're close, but it'd be so nice to just not talk about work right now. I'd love to just like have fun and just leave it at that. And you know what? Most guys will be happy to do that. Be happy to do that. Okay. Okay. So that's how I want you to, I look, I did this with a woman who worked, she was a high power person at Apple and it was so hard for her because her whole identity was wrapped up in her, her job. Right. And so I had her doing this out and about, and not one guy even cared that she never talked about work, but here's where your homework comes in. You have to figure out what, else about you, Linda, that you can offer a guy in your conversation, in, in telling stories about maybe things that have happened to you in your life or travel stories. You know, I want you thinking about other things and other, you know, parts of your life that you can share with these guys. And on okay. top of it, on top of it, I really want you to talk about your passions, how you feel about things. Share more. I know you. I mean, the audience doesn't know you, but I know you. You're really good at making people feel good, right? I mean, this is what you do for a living too. And so if you, you know, I know you know how to ask good questions to them, but I want you to lead with what you are feeling, you know, kind of that social engagement formula that I've taught here on the podcast. Also, I think I've reviewed with you a little bit and that move okay. from you know, talking about facts and move into more storytelling and how you feel about things. Cause I think you're right. I think you can do it with women and certainly like you've done it with me on my calls, but I don't, for some reason you're getting blocked with men. I think you've like turned your cab light off. You know, you've kind of like almost deadened it, right? So, because you don't mm-hmm. want to give the wrong signal and all the worries that you have with it. So I, I think that, you know, your exercise would be to really like think about all the things that you are, that you can lead with and, and start thinking about ways that you can have more fun and on top of it, still be that sexy, flirty woman. Because here's the thing you can move on on a date with anybody that you want to. You don't have to move on with somebody, but your job is to make them love you and ask you out on a second date, no matter what. And then you can decide whether or not you want to. Okay. It's a different approach. Like, I think you're turning it off if you don't like the guy. Right. And then you, and then Right. And so then you don't want to, you know, give them the wrong signal and you turn off the flirty side, but 
Yeah. If, by doing that, you might be missing an opportunity with a great guy because you're turning it off too soon. You're not allowing that deeper connection to happen. With, and that's where attraction happens. Okay. Does that all make sense? Yes, it does. I'm, I wrote it down here. I've got to really <laughs> think about storytelling. I love that. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling right now? Like, what are you thinking about? So I, I'm just, my head's just thinking about, okay, so let's say I'm talking or meet with a guy and, and, you know, bring up, let's say, hey, asking, for instance, mm-hmm. how long they've lived in the city and what do they love about the city? Or is that talking about feelings and say, what I love about this city, what I enjoy about the city, is that talking about, is that a way of Steering from doing, or is it reflecting on what I love about the city? I, you know, I'm just trying uh-huh. to. Well, let's let's play that out. out. Yes. Okay. So let's play okay. that out really quickly. And I know we have to end soon, but I think this is a good exercise and thing that you can think about and chew on um, afterwards. So, let's say I asked you. Let's say I'm the guy, and I asked you. You know. You know, where do you live, and what do you love about it? Tell me what you would say back. Well, I would say I live right between Dallas and Fort Worth, which gives me the opportunity to go to either city when something's going on. And, you know, it's equal amount of distance. I love it. So I feel like I'm centrally located. So I love where I live because I get to do things in both cities. Okay. So that, that is fine, but it's not going to elicit a very juicy conversation. That's what I call kind of a, a vanilla response. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it, there's nothing wrong with it. And you, you used one feeling word you said, I love, right? But what would be juicier is to tell a little story about your like maybe something that you love in your hometown and that you did the other day. So like you could, you know, talk about, you know, the other day I went to the farmer's market and oh my gosh. So the funniest thing happened, you know, this is one of my favorite parts of living in this town. And then you go into a story about what happened at the farmer's market. So now you're engaging him and now you're giving him more ideas of how, you know, what a conversation could go from, you know, well, wow, she likes the farmer market. Maybe she cooks, you know, like there's so many different kinds of conversations that can come out of that because you're giving him more to talk about, but your response Right. Like, I think that's what you're doing. I think you're, you know, maybe you'll say a few niceties back and forth and just kind of this, yeah, I I like the city. I'm in the perfect place. And so I really enjoy it. But what do you enjoy? I don't, I, you're giving me nothing about the connection of the joy to what you actually do. And I think that's the synapse. I think that's what's missing. It's this, like you said, the sandwich, it's the meat in between that's going to give the guys more of you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Definitely. I've got a lot to think about. (laughs) I I just didn't realize I was that person. 
you know, because I never felt like I had a hard, I've never felt like I've had problems having conversations with people. You know, we can, I can sit down at a lunch table and make people laugh. We have, you know, fun. But, you know, just listening to you describe it, it's exactly how I am when it comes to dating. So I, I'm not sure why I have that disconnect. And, you know, that probably is like a little more deeper work, right? And in, in looking at, and I know you and I have talked about a little bit of your upbringing and some things from the past mm-hmm. that I think are connected to some of this stuff. But I, I, I think there's still this, um, it's safer for you to stay in light, light topics and talk about work, you know, and, and stuff like that, rather than, you know, really going deeper and being more raw and authentically you. Because even the funny conversations and laughing, at some point, you're going to want to get to the, the deeper stuff. And so it's taking a look at that for yourself. And what about that going deep is, is hard for you or maybe scary or what you're protecting yourself from. And so, you know, that's, yeah. Around men. because Around men. Yeah. Yeah. Because my lunch hour today was deep. We had some deep conversation with these women. So yeah, it's around, it's got, it's definitely around men. and, And I understand it could be definitely something to do with just my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's really good though, that you, you realize and that you have that with women. And I always say, I always look for like a honing device where your confidence lives. And if you know that with women, it's much easier to open up and get deeper with women, just, you know, do some visualization around that and like hone in on that girl who is that open, fun. I mean, you know, my whole thing is flirt with life. I mean, we flirt with women, we flirt with dogs, we flirt, you know, it's just, it's more creating a magnetism and that openness that attracts people. And for some reason with men, you're just like, you're shutting it down. And so if you just visualize that girl that you are, the woman that you are when you're with women, channel it before a date. You know, maybe you want to do a little meditation around it you know, before you go out with Mm -hmm. a man, maybe you want to do some practicing, you know, of storytelling and really get in that open state. And, and even if you're doing it as an act, act as if until you become that old saying. So I think, you know, doing some of these exercises in the storytelling and top of not talking about work will be a great beginning. Okay. I think so. You ready? Try. Flirt with life. Yeah, <laughs> I like the first, the flirt with life. I wrote that down. So that is a great idea to just everywhere I go to just be, I don't know, practice just feeling everything. Everything, everything. Like, you know, just walk through the coffee shop, through the market, just flirt, 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 you know, like, and, and the thing is, is you don't know this really cute guy could be watching you in the corner flirting with, you know, the cash (laughs) register guy, you know, like that's Uh the thing. And when you create that magnetism, there's an energy that just radiates out of you. And I think that you just need practice doing it around men. So yeah, do it with guys. Maybe you're not attracted to, you know, and, and just, just 
do it and see if there's a difference in the way that you feel when you, when you do that, because they may be giving you something different back. Same with your dates. You keep saying that you're not attracted to these guys and they're so boring and the dates, but what if you flip the switch and you acted as if that you were that flirty girl that was really attracted to him? Does it change for you? Does the guy become more engaging okay. and fun? Yeah, you're right. What you put out is what you get back. It's like that, you know, every single time. And we all are machines with our energy. And so I'm, I'm excited for you to try some of this. So you'll have to let me know how it goes in, in the Facebook group. So thank you for joining us, Linda. Really, I thank you for coming on and well, just being you. vulnerable right here, right? And, and yes. sharing that with the world. And so any guy who's listening, you know, you need to come practice with Linda, I'm just saying, if you're in Texas. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you are looking to join this Facebook group and actually see Linda in action, Come join us. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders. There'll be a clickable link in the show description. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.